1: Hello, ito po si Robbie Alampay, PumaPodcast mula sa Quezon City. Kasama po natin si Attorney Ted Te, former Supreme Court spokesperson, now back teaching at the law schools of UP, Ateneo, and De La Salle University. And this is Te Talks, where Ted Te talks on all things law and government. This episode is a quick crash course on basic legal terms we often read in the headlines or hear about in the news. What are my basic rights if I am arrested? And how does a person of interest become a suspect? How does a suspect become a convict? Indicted. What does indicted mean? Okay, indictment
2: is not... Usually a word that we use here in the Philippines, we just use the word charge or file an information. Indictment is an old English term that Americans use and the English use in their system. It is basically a charge. It is basically telling someone, you have committed
1: a wrongdoing. Wait a minute. Uh, Rewind. What do you mean... That is a word we don't actually use here. It does not appear in the rules of court. We don't say indictment. Then we only see it on media. It is a journalistic
2: term. It is not a legal term per se. But of course, lawyers understand what it means. Lawyers understand it to mean someone is charged with a crime.
1: But that's funny. I imagine Mm -hmm. a lot of journalists throwing in the term indictment because it sounds more legalistic.
2: Yes. It not only sounds more legalistic, it sounds stronger than telling you you're charged with something so he has been indicted it's a stronger word but it's basically a journalistic term yes it's basically charged Now there are
1: are levels to being charged Mm. as well there is well journalistically Mm. there's rumored which is let's Mm. say same as alleged Mm -hmm. supposed Mm -hmm. and so on and then there is accused are any of these terms uh, between uh, between accused, for example, and indicted mm-hmm. is it, or, or charged? What's the difference? Okay.
2: A person is charged and becomes an accused when a complaint reaches the court. Because if it's a criminal case, the wronged party, the injured party, files something before the prosecutor's office the prosecutor will then investigate. They call that preliminary investigation. At that point, there's no accused yet. The person who is sought to be made liable is called the respondent. So he basically responds to the complaint. And so once that complaint is found to contain prima facie, and prima facie simply means on the face of this document, I think there is a crime committed by this respondent. The prosecutor then files the information, information, capital I, information with the court, and tells the court, I am now charging this person. That's the part where media usually says, indicted, okay? I am charging this person with this crime. And the court- It is
1: now the prosecutor accusing. It's not yes. Topic by it court. is the
2: prosecutor now accusing okay. on behalf of this private complainant, mm-hmm. because every criminal Case in the country is filed in the name of the people by the prosecution. Okay, so,
1: yung kapit mm. ko, hina ko for whatever reason, mm. at the level that he brings me to the barangay or the, or the mm. police, I am a what? I am a. You
2: are a respondent. I am kung a respondent. kung criminal, ah, ah, You are a respondent. I am a respondent. At the time, I am a suspect. Ah. it depends. The suspect is someone who the police have a basis to think would be involved. Okay. No? police? I- palang it's pa iba, iba yung suspect doon sa subject of the investigation. Kasi subject of investigation, sampung tao ang nasa, nasa area. Yung tinatanong nila, sampung tao, hindi pa suspect yan. Now we have a new term for that, uh, persons of interest. Persons of interest, that's right. So, biglang magiging dalawa, sabi niya, itong dalawa mukhang ito talaga yung gumawa. Yung dalawa ngayon yung suspect. May ano yon, may implication yon because if you now become a suspect officially you need to be told you have the right to counsel anything that will be asked of you will automatically incriminate you if you answer.
1: Okay, this is the Miranda rights. uh, which were adopted here. The Miranda rights, do we call it Miranda rights? No, we don't. What do we call it? Uh, Collectively, they are called the right to counsel. The right to counsel. Yes. But it's a word-for-word translation?
2: Well, not directly. Our formulation of the Miranda rights is, in fact, more expansive than the U.S. First, it is a constitutional right here in the Philippines. In the U.S., it's not. It is simply... Judge made, meaning it is the Supreme Court of the US that created those set of rights. In the Philippines, there are basically four rights. First, you have the right to be told of certain rights. The second one is the right to remain silent. The third right is the right to counsel, which is supposed to be competent, independent, and preferably of choice. Wala sa Miranda rights yan, wala sa caso yan. Fourth is the right to be given. A council free of charge if you cannot afford one. But there's a sub-right to that. no? called sub-right because it flows out of that last right. The rights cannot be waived except in writing and in the presence of a counsel. In
1: 2017, the Philippine National Police Human Rights Affairs Office launched a mobile app called Know Your Rights. The app gives the public a copy of the Miranda Warning pocket card and anti-torture reminders. The app also offers the right to counsel in nine local languages, including Ilocano, Cebuano, and Waray. It offers an audio recording of the Miranda Warning in Chinese, Korean, Japanese, and Taiwanese. And if you are curious to hear it, this is what the right to counsel sounds like in different languages.
2: Dinadakip ka sa na may karapatan kang hindi magsasalita. Anumang sabihin mo ay maaaring gamitin laban sa iyo sa lahat ng korte sa Pilipinas. May karapatan kang pumili ng sarili mong abogadong abogado may kakayahan. Pwedeng
0: ikaan magpili. Kung demo kaya magbayad ng abogado ang gobyerno, ang gobyerno ay ng libre para mutabang kanimo. Nasabtan ba nimo kining maong mga
2: katungod? sa Philippine 법정에서 당신에게 불리하게 사용될 수 있으며. Sa so US, yung Miranda, right to remain silent, but there is a phrase there that they use that is not adapted here. Anything you say can and will be used against you. Yun na wala sa atin. So US, yung warning very specific. Pag nagsalita ka, ibig sabihin you give up the right to remain silent, lahat ng pwede mong sabihin, for whatever we think is useful for us. So, pwede gamitin laban sayo. That's the difference. But in essence,
1: it's the same. It's okay, same anyway, thing. let's right. recap. We're mm. talking about Miranda Rice because we're trying to understand how I eventually become a defendant. Right. Right? an accused. So, so, I am a... So, pinagbintangan ako. Pinagbintangan ka. I am a... At that point,
2: if it's before the I prosecutor. You are a respondent. If it gets to the court, you're now an accused.
1: Okay, hindi sa pulis palang. ba I am uh I am I can go from a person of interest to, to a suspect. To a suspect. Right, to a suspect. Then yung pulis kaya pupunta sa fiscal. Fiscal mm. 'yan tinatawag natin na prosecutor. It's oh, one and the same. Prosecutor na nga eh. Either niya lang fiscal. Ah, oh, but uh, again, another thing, another term that you see very often in media, mm. that's not the legal term anymore, but It, it is yes. Uh, it's no longer the legal term. Ah, uh, but essentially when you hear public prosecutor, 'yan ang fiscal. 'Yan ang fiscal. Okay, that yung fiscal ngayon, that is not yet the courts, no. they will talk to the police or the barangay captains or whoever, and then they will ask, e, ano bang basihan nyo para pagbintangan itong tao to? Mm. Diba? And then at that point, sabihin ng piskal, eh, tama naman pala eh. Mm. Sige, pumunta na kayo sa korte.
2: No, yung yung prosecutor ang pupunta sa korte. Okay. Siya ang mag-file. Uh, during the preliminary investigation, The the, the respondent, is given an opportunity to contest to you know, to give his or her side. So under oath, lahat yung statements. Then the prosecutor says, okay, mukang me may basehan, mukhang dapat mabuot sa korte to. Ito yung isa sa kung kaso. So magfafile siya ng information. No? again, capital I. That's what. It, uh, that's the, That's the document that contains the charge. So it gets to the court. The court now says, okay, here's an information. Here's the resolution of the f- prosecutor. The resolution is the document that explains why this person or persons are being charged. The question before the judge is, do I issue a warrant of arrest? If the judge agrees that there is a basis to charge this person and therefore this person should now be arrested so that trial can start, he will issue a warrant. If he disagrees, walang pasihan. Right there and then, tapos na, dismiss ang kaso. Ganon yon. So, when the judge issues a warrant, that's the judge basically saying, on the face of this document, even without hearing testimony, mukang may like na a basis that we'll try
1: this. This is the to ng fiscal, he hmm. said to the prosecutor. Interesting. Okay, I'll call gusto ko I want you
2: to marry this. It looks like there's But note that it's not yet a judgment. He's not saying, the person is guilty because there's a presumption of innocence. He's just saying, it looks like there is a basis for the trial to proceed. No
1: probable cause.
2: At every step, there is. cause
1: is determined at the level of the prosecutor or at the level of Both. the judge? There are two
2: levels. The first level of probable cause, the prosecutor says, there's probable cause to charge. The court then says, okay, there's probable cause to issue a warrant. Yun yung dalawang level. But in both instances, yung probable cause, pareho lang ang inahanap nila. Okay. Me basihan babata idito sa documento, wala pang evidence yang pinapakita, wala pang hearing, documento lang. Milaman bato, wala. So you go
1: from suspect, suspect to respondent respond at the level of the prosecutor. prosecutor to accused. And then you become accused. In court. Okay. Yes. When you are the accused, is that the same as being the defendant? Well,
2: the defendant is the one in civil cases so pag civil case defendant ang gamet kasi hindi accused but that's basically the same thing hmm. except that hindi walang
1: crime na involved in a civil case so uh, uh, that's why uh, defendant kasi is a defendant sa uh, civil case kalaban ko, di ba hindi Diretso. hindi ko pinagbibintangan ng krimen Pero sa may tunggali kami, hmm. siya ang katapat ko.
2: Yes. Diretso siya. Walang prosecutor involved. Si A, gusto niyang sampahan ng kaso si B. May utang si B sa kanya. Hindi na kailangan dumaan ng prosecutor dahil hindi naman crime. Sabi niya, may kontrata kami. Hindi na binayaran. Hindi na demanda ko siya. Si B ngayon, defendant. Pero pag halimbawa, sinasabi niya, iyong pagkukulang ni B ay estafa Merong pandaraya. kriminalyon Hindi na pwedeng diretso si B. Kailangan siyang sa prosecutor. And that prosecutor will then file a case, whether it's or whatever. that's So you're process. now
1: an accused at hmm. the level of the courts. Court. And then, if you are found guilty, you are... Then uh, you become the convict. You are now a convict. Yes. You don't have to wait until, as we always say, uh, final and executory at the level of the Supreme Court to to be upon you.
2: The moment that there is a judgment of conviction, then the term now becomes convict. Mm-hmm. Of course, so that's subject to appeal if it is still available all the way up to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Once the Supreme Court affirms the judgment of the trial court of conviction,
1: then you know, final and executory. Na but if it gets to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court eventually says, something was wrong in the process mm-hmm. here, rights were violated, And therefore, we are throwing this uh, out. Mm. And so, you're a free man or a free woman. Mm. But were you ever a convict or were you technically never a convict?
2: Well, because the Supreme Court is the final uh, arbiter. When the Supreme Court says we will acquit you, so we will reverse the trial court, technically that should retroact to you. So, hindi ka naging convict. Although, for a time, of course, during the appeal, possibly nakakulung ka. Kasi, convicted ka. Kung walang bail na ginan sa'yo, so, ganun ang sitwasyon. Pero pag sinabi ng Supreme Court, dapat acquitted ka. For all intents and purposes, hindi ka talaga guilty. Kasi, the presumption of innocence is now upheld. And that should retroact to you. Pero, ano yan eh, Ang tawag yan, legal fiction. Diba? Kasi, syempre, may time na nag-exist na may judgment against okay, you. Okay,
1: now, we get to finally to this final point. If you're acquitted, mm-hmm. were you not guilty? ah depends, ba? kasi under the rules of court,
2: depende kung ano yung reason ng acquittal. there is a rule where the court needs to say that the acquittal is due to failure to prove the guilt beyond a reasonable doubt, or where the acquittal is really due to the absence of proof. meaning he is really factually not guilty. pag sinabing yung factually not guilty, yun yung finding ng court na talagang hindi mo ginawa. Yung sa isa, failure to prove, ibig lang sabihin, nagkulang yung prosecution. Pusibleng guilty ka, pero hindi na napatunayan. Mataas kasi yung bar, mataas yung evidence that is required no? para ma-prove yung guilt ng akusado. Dapat lang talaga kasi krimen na pinag usapan So it's proof beyond reasonable doubt. Now, although once that happens, whether acquitted because there is no proof beyond reasonable doubt or acquitted because really innocent, Hindi na mag ang gobyerno, ang estado. So that is it.
1: But journalistically, can we interchange the terms?
2: Journalistically, you can exchange the terms because it is really an acquittal. It really only tells a difference in terms of civil liability. So, for example, the court might say there really is no proof beyond reasonable doubt of this crime, but the basis for the crime actually exists nagnakaw di umano itong akusado hindi napatunayan na nagnakaw siya beyond a reasonable doubt mukhang mid-miss, may mid duda ako na parang hindi siya pero napatunayan ibig nang nakaw napatunayan na sa kanya yung pera no? pero hindi siya ang nagnakaw may civil liability siya doon ipapabalik yung pera bayaran niya yung yung danios, pero hindi siya hindi siya guilty and this is
1: how uh, can, can be a point of uh, conciliation and, and we're asking this, obviously, in light of recent cases. The case, for yes. example, of uh, uh, yes, who was acquitted no, acquitted yes. on the uh, charge of plunder. right? But the court is saying that you have to pay. Pera. That, that is
2: essentially it. When the court wants to say that there should be no civil liability, the court should declare it. Under the rules of court, it, it should say, we acquit the accused, and the basis from which the civil liability might arise does not exist. Meaning, wala talaga basihan, innocent talaga. Pero kung hindi sinabi ng court yon, as in the case of Bong Revilio, it was totally quiet. Acquitted siya, pero may express pronouncement na mi civil liability siya. No? Although I think that that's what they're trying to clarify now. But on the face of the decision, the court is saying mi civil liability. So, while hindi na patunayan yung guilt niya beyond a reasonable doubt because of the presumption of innocence that was held in his favor, the civil liability, the court is saying, ibang bagay yan. Mukhang may ebidensya na mukhang may pera na involved at ibalik mo yung pera. Kahit na hindi kita kinoconvict, pero mukhang may basehan dun sa civil liability. That's what the court is saying in its decision. Maraming salamat,
1: Attorney Ted Wag kalimutan mag-subscribe sa Puma Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to TED Talks on Puma Podcast. Just search for us on Spotify, Anchor, and Stitcher. Ako po si Robbie Alampay. This episode was produced by Katrina Ventura and edited by Nico Bolante. Maraming salamat po. Thanks for listening.